As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When your legs don't work like they used to before Darling, I will be loving you Good morning, Swoo World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 17th, and this is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey, yo. And last, certainly not least, today, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. No Lily, unfortunately, today. That man is headed to Canada. He got the okay. Come on in, Lily. So uh, he is busy traveling today, going home <laughs> for the holidays to see some family and friends. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, comment, share the show with your friends and family. Go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. You're probably cutting it pretty close when it comes to Christmas. And trying to get one of these to you in time. But hey, you're going to want to rock this gear in 2022. So go to nodunks.com for all of your No Dunks hoodies and t-shirts and mugs and shorts. Uh, email in your NBA questions, nodunksattheathletic.com. And if you haven't, and you're a Survivor fan, you got to check out last night's final episode of No Buffs. Of course, No Buffs has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. Just search for No Buffs Survivor 41. We celebrated the new Soul Survivor and the winning game that they played. We discussed which castaways we'd like to see return. We even brainstormed some future season concepts. Uh, my favorite being just a bunch of chefs come out to the island. <laughs> <laughs> they pack their knives and they come to the island and see what they can do with the rice and the coconuts while they try and vote each other out. So go check that out if you're a Survivor fan. Uh, another uh, very entertaining of Survivor. We had a blast talking about it with Jason Concepcion from Crooked Media. But this is a drop. We're talking hoops. Let's get into the games. Task, get us started, man. Kevin Durant carried the Nets past the 76ers for another shorthanded win. This is uh, one of the games I was definitely locked in on last night. I'm sure you were as well. What were your takeaways? Well, it's Kevin Durant's basketball world, and we're all just living in it. If uh, he was on Survivor, 
he would probably be the sole survivor, the guy who lasts till the end. Because on a bigger scale, I think this could be the year that Kevin Durant is anointed as the best basketball player for the entire season for the first time in his career. I don't think he's ever had that title for an extended period. I'll get into that a little more. Let's just talk about the game for a sec. Last three games without James Harden, who hasn't been around, he's gone. 34, 34, and 51. And there were MVP chants raining down on KD in Barclays, which there should have been. And Mm -hmm. the most enjoyable part for me was Kevin Durant at the end of this game just fired up, telling everybody to get the hell out of his barn. I guess he was yelling at Joel Embiid. You got to assume if Philadelphia's on the other side that the thing that's getting you fired up as basketball player is Joel Embiid yapping at you because Durant was yapping right back. And it was awesome seeing that four-point play with two minutes left. KD just walks up in KD-like fashion. (laughs) Really, when you want a shot, get KD the ball, let him bring it up, and let him fire away. What was Tobias Harris supposed to do other than foul him? Not sure if it was a foul, really, but anyways. uh, (laughs) He had to, simply had to. Yeah, what are you going to do? He was sort of in his landing space. That's how you stop him. The only way you stop him is yeah, get in his landing space or... Uh, the Brooklyn Nets might decide because Kevin Durant is playing without James Harden and playing all these heavy minutes. Oh, yeah, Kyrie's on this team, too. But Steve Nash said he may sit him soon. There's a lot of consideration about giving him a rest. There's a home back-to-back coming up against Orlando. That's a that's a real flashing alarm signal. That's the game you want to sit him for. Uh, and then Denver. Get the chairs ready. Yeah, he's going to be chilling. But uh, he's obviously running the league. And, and I bring up that whole thing about him being the best player in the league for a long time. I think that's what Kevin Durant has always wanted. I'm sure a lot of basketball players want that. But like when he went to Golden State, what was he looking for? He was searching for the title, but he's also searching for some sort of recognition. Just a little bit more of that. And I think this that's... That's what he's on a mission for, and and he could get that this year because we've talked about a draft of NBA players right now. I'd say the majority of people out there are taking Kevin Durant. No disrespect to Steph, Giannis, and LeBron or Jokic, but you're taking Kevin Durant right now. And, I, I, I again, he won an MVP in 14, but going back to his OKC days, he won three scoring titles, then he won an MVP. LeBron was the quote-unquote best player in the league back then, and then Durant got hurt in the 15 playoffs, and... They lost to Golden State. It was still Braun's title as best player. And then when he went to the finals against Braun and won with Golden State, shot over LeBron, LeBron still had the title of best player in the world because he deserved it. And it's sort of a, a title you don't earn in one year. But I think coming off what he did in the in the playoffs last year, single-handedly almost beating Milwaukee in those wild games, and now what he's doing this year, especially without Kyrie and uh, especially without Harden, he may get that. I mean, it kind of depends what happens in the playoffs, uh, but it's uh, something that he's never really truly had as one of the great, 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 greats we've ever seen. So I think we might get that. Yeah, let's go back to the minutes there because it was interesting to hear Nash say he's uh, he, he is concerned. It's not safe or sustainable, the minutes Katie's putting up. He's averaging like nearly 37 minutes per game, uh, Trey, which is fourth in the NBA. Amazingly, LeBron is actually uh, <laughs> averaging more minutes than that, which is wild. And then you got a couple Raptors. I think it's Van Vliet and OG when he was playing. So it's the most minutes per game KD has averaged in eight years since that MVP season back in 13-14 when he was you know, averaging 38 and a half minutes per game. But that's a long time ago at this point. Do you, do you have to be concerned if you're Nash and be like, okay, this is amazing what he's doing with some of the other guys we have out there running beside him and we're winning a lot of these games still against some pretty good teams but we got to start we got to start thinking about you know April and May and into June and maybe we should shut them down here in the coming uh, coming weeks maybe back to back situations stuff like that 
If you're Steve Nash, you definitely have to be concerned. Kevin Durant did have an Achilles injury three years ago. Doesn't feel like it at all. It feels like he uh, has gotten better somehow after returning from an Achilles injury, but that is still a major injury. So yeah, you definitely have to watch his minutes if you're the coach. And seeing Orlando on the schedule, that must be nice for Steve Nash. He's like early Christmas present. This is the perfect time to sit Kevin Durant. But good luck telling Kevin Durant to sit yeah. because he looks like he's having the most fun ever right now. <laughs> Playing with all these role players, really running the game and putting his stamp on uh, the MVP race this season. I don't know where to rank him amongst the best players in the league. It feels like there are four best players in the league right now. Tass named him. Curry, KD, Giannis, and Jokic. LeBron is there holding the number five spot. We'll see how it turns out in the playoffs. That's when you really see, but... At, his very, at the very least, he's one of the top five best players out there, and that is the case with Kevin Durant. All he needs to do is stay on the court for us to see him being one of the best players. If he doesn't get hurt in the 2019 playoffs, that's the anointing right there because that guy was absolutely balling during the playoffs mm -hmm. up until his Achilles injury. Obviously, he's returned from that, missed some time last year, but he was in the MVP mix last year, just went down with another injury. So, yeah, keeping him completely healthy, keeping him ready for playoff time. The Nets right now don't have the luxury of being able to sit him and just letting James Harden or Kyrie Irving work, uh, which is kind of their or was their long-term plan, right? Like it's we're able to sit one of our big three if there's another big two to step in. They're mm -hmm. not right there, not there right now, but uh, I think the Nets could probably handle the Magic. That gets KD some rest, but yeah, he's putting up a lot of minutes, but he's putting up crazy numbers in the meantime too. A 51, a 30-point triple double, and then last night getting really close, 34, 11, and eight. I don't want Kevin Durant sitting on the bench. No. The guy is balling right now. Some of the best basketball of his career. That's why yeah. Kyrie can be the savior, though. Yeah, and and I know uh, you know he he receives a lot of bad press, but he would get some good press if he shows up right here, right now, to take the burden off of Kevin Durant. And he has been in chats with Kevin Durant. They're watching tape together. They're watching film, watching how uh, the the. That Kyrie can just step in, and that's exactly the the present Kevin Durant could use uh, to take some of the the stresses off his legs if he decided to play basketball right now. Is that going to be what super teams, if you want to call them that, are going to do in the future? Like they'll get three awesome guys on their team and just say, "Okay, you play the first uh, one third of the season. The other guys just chill. Okay, then you play the second third, and then you play the third third, and then we'll just like like Voltron come together uh, for the playoffs." I say that jokingly, but sort of. Sort of what is going on here with, with uh, some of these teams, a lot of it because of either injury or, in Kyrie's case, uh, you know, deciding not to play because he does not want to get vaccinated. Uh, the other thing from this game, which was a little weird, Doc Rivers questioning the officials' tasks. Uh, no calls made against the Nets in the fourth quarter. What up with that, says Doc. He was, he was very pissed at the end of this game. I didn't really uh, see it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Officiating didn't bother me whatsoever, really, watching this game until Doc brought it up. Was it, was it just something the coach needs to say? Like he mm. needed to say it after the game? Did you guys see any missed calls? I, didn't, I wasn't about to go re-rack the tape, but uh, <laughs> didn't feel like it to me. Trey? I feel like Embiid can always get more calls just because he draws so much contact. The fact that there are zero calls against uh, the Nets for the Sixers in the fourth quarter has to be 
at least brought up, I suppose. But to me, this is kind of more like the 76ers are really struggling right now. So Doc Rivers is looking for any sort of answer. Yeah. Not, uh, I don't know. There have been many times in the past where Doc Rivers seems to get more concerned with what's going on outside of his team rather than what's actually happening on the court. Where was Matisse Thibel the last six minutes of this game when KD was destroying Tobias Harris? Sitting on the bench. That's the call that was really missed. Get your best wing defender in here to guard the best wing scorer in the league. That was poor stuff from Doc Rivers to not have Thibel out there when Tobias Harris is getting straight up cooked. I mean, yeah. you're not going to stop Kevin Durant, but you at least have a guy who has a chance sitting on your bench. Yeah, and then unfortunately for Tobias Harris, it was one of those nights where not only was he getting hammered by Kevin Durant and just could do nothing to stop him, which most guys in the league can't, he was garbage on the other end too. Rough, rough night there from Tobias Harris. Uh, I believe he finished, was it 3 of 17? Do I have that That's right? That's correct. Yeah, oh that my correct. God, I thought I actually did an accidental typo there in, in uh, <laughs> transcribing that from the box score into my own notes. So yeah, bad, bad night for Tobias Harris. And the Sixers are reeling here a little bit. And again... <laughs> Here's another team that could have a guy playing for them in theory, or at least, of course, trade Ben Simmons for other players that could play for them. And you wonder, does it put any more pressure on Daryl Morey here uh, to make a move? And we will see. You know, again, it's going to happen as soon as a couple of us uh, go on Christmas break. We'll have to get the guys together for the emergency podcast. It's coming. Let's move on to another game, though. Quickly, he had seven three-pointers as the shorthanded Knicks beat the Rockets. I don't know why I keep saying shorthanded for all these teams. Almost every team is shorthanded because of what's going on with the COVID-19 health and safety protocols. But the Knicks, uh, in a close one with the Houston Rockets for a good chunk of this game, quickly caught fire there in the fourth pass. And uh, New York snapped a four-game losing streak, which I uh, hadn't realized going into last night's game. But what do you think? Well, it feels like uh, because of these health and safety protocols, the Knicks have to play some young guys. And it's enjoyable to see. Mm-hmm. While it happens, because then Tom Thibodeau will turn around the next game and say, nah, back to the vets, because that's who gets it done. A few games ago, if you guys remember, three games ago, Quentin Grimes, first-round pick, scored 27 against the Bucks. That was on Sunday. Then he hasn't seen a minute since. It's just been <laughs> out of the rotation. He started for R.J. Barrett in the health and safety protocols because he's out with, for the healthy safety protocols. Banged home 27 points. A rook. Huge game, biggest minutes. Then he doesn't see a second. Our friend Seth Partnow wondered, Quentin Grimes, is this the beginning of Quinn sanity? Well, no, sir. Tom Thibodeau will say, uh-uh. He sits down. Derek Rose has started the last two games in R.J. Barrett's place. But then Derek Rose goes out with an injury in this mm-hmm. game. So another rook. Sorry, Kemba Walker, you're not in the rotation. He, he likes playing the, the oldies, but Kemba Walker is not one of them. So Miles <laughs> McBride comes in, second-round pick from West Virginia. As a guard, 15 points and nine assists. Huge game for Miles McBride off yeah. the bench. Hope he enjoyed it because history says he's not going to play in the next game or the game after that or the game after that uh, because uh, I understand uh, Emmanuel quickly. Fantastic, fantastic guy. You want him coming off the bench. But these guys, especially Quentin Grimes, uh, Miles McBride, I sort of understand. Uh, he's a guard. And he will he would be handling the ball a lot at the time, although he'd probably share it with Alec Burks a little bit. But the Quentin Grimes thing is it's that was confusing he's in the, to me. He's in protocols, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, has he? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I was unaware of that. Um, but anyway, uh, everybody's in protocols. Uh, mm-hmm. Play the play the play the young guys a little bit more, I think. Uh, but Emmanuel quickly, yeah, he came through uh, when Derrick Rose uh, left the game with an ankle injury, and uh, he is he is concerned, I'm sure, about entering health and safety protocols himself because after the game, he said he showers 
with his mask on. He's not kidding. Wow. He said it's getting pretty crazy right now. I'm, I'm, I've been showering with my mask on. That's how concerned Emmanuel quickly is. Yeah, but your point is well taken here. Like, what Tibbs is going to do? Like, he has he's getting all these contributions from these young guys that are sort of being almost forced into the lineup. You know, it's it's Deuce last night. He said the uh, the nine assists, zero turnovers, which is pretty damn impressive from a rook there, and he had a couple steals as well. Uh, but when everybody is then back. You know, can you find them the minutes there? Can you let them flourish a little bit? Or, yeah, is it Tibbs like, you know, nope, we, we stick with sort of the rotation, the vets, and we play it that way. I guess it's a good problem to have, maybe, Trey. It's nice to see these guys coming in and, and playing well, that's for sure. Yeah, but I actually think Kemba Walker should be playing. It's so weird to me that he's not playing at all. Like, you're doing nothing for his trade value, so you're just going to completely write off Kemba Walker as an addition to your team? Like... You're running out of players now. Derrick Rose yep. just went down with an injury, so eventually Kemba Walker is going to have to play. He's got to be better than not having players. Like, they only played nine guys last night, down to eight now after Derrick Rose. So I would imagine we're going to see Kemba at some point. But, yeah, McBride was awesome. All of his assists seemed to be highlight assists last night. And I thought Mitchell Robinson was great as well. He went yep. eight for eight. I'm not 100% certain that all of his baskets were dunks. Felt like it. Had uh, six offensive rebounds as well. He out has been really good since going to the bench, which is strange because Nerlens Noel has not played great as a starter, but I think you'd kind of rather keep Mitchell Robinson off the bench. He's been great there uh, since. So, yeah, nice win for the Knicks to get healthy uh, there against the Houston Rockets. Rockets really just ran out of gas in this one, and I think it was their third game in four nights, and you could tell it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The other note I had from this one, Taj Gibson. Hit a corner three. <laughs> yes, he Holy did. crap. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was the first of his season. I can't imagine he has a lot to his his career. I, I don't know if anybody wants to fact check me on that. How many three-pointers has Taj Gibson ever made? He took it's four of them last night, though. He was, yeah, he did. He, he did. Rip. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how many do you think he's made in his career? I guess we could look this up. I'm, what's the overall? Uh, I, got it, I got it in front of me. I got okay. it in front of me. The man has played... 13 seasons. Oh, it's more than I thought. Okay. No, 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 no. The man's played 13 seasons. I'm just, I'm okay. just setting you up. Okay. 13 years. How many, how many do you think he's hit? Oh, he's wow. taking a lot more than you think. Yeah, I, 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 I it's, it's 50. way more. Yeah, 30. I, I think a little said, less than that. He okay. said 30. Okay. 30 of 140. To a season, basically. Nice. All right. 21%. Way to, <laughs> way to go, Taj. <laughs> knocking it down. Uh, yeah, the Knicks, uh, they definitely sort of needed that win, though, <laughs> to stop the bleeding a little bit. I, that, that had surprised me that they were on this uh, little slide here. I didn't, I didn't get that it was that long. Um, I think it was Let only the second play. win in nine games. Yeah, go ahead. Let Deuce play. You mentioned that uh, Miles McBride's nickname is Deuce McBride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit uh, yesterday. I think Danny McBride came up on the show, didn't he? Let, let, uh, when we were talking <laughs> yeah, Somebody say haircuts. I look like Danny I McBride? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no, you know, no relation you, you though. Got, no relation, without <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, we had Ed Sheeran. Trey looks like he just got Ed Sheeran. His haircut got Ed Sheeran. We had Ed Sheeran at the beginning of the show. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff now. Anyways, okay. let the young guys play. <laughs> let the young guys play. I was unaware though that Grimes. Yeah, he entered protocol a couple days ago, so that makes sense. He wasn't in this one, but yeah, let Deuce in. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's a strange it's a strange one all around the league. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's very weird right now. All right, let's move over to the Phoenix Suns, the balanced Suns. They cruised past the Wizards to tie the Warriors for NBA lead when it comes to victories. Trey, what do you got from this one? 
Yeah, nice win for the Suns. Pretty easy. Honestly, the Wizards got off to a 5-0 start. Then the Suns took control pretty much right after. They stretched their lead out to 26 at the biggest. They won every quarter. It was a dominant win. They've won four out of five uh, since their 18-game win streak was snapped. They're 5-2 and two without Devin Booker. Great recovery. Eight mm-hmm. Suns were in double figures last night. JaVale McGee leading the way with 17 points. Uh, so, yeah, nice for Phoenix, but honestly a little concernicus for the Wizards here. This is their fourth straight loss. They've lost 8 of 10. They're down to 500 now, which means they're in the play-in zone, where 7 through 10 is all basically 500 teams. And the Wizards are clearly trending in the wrong direction. They started out with a really hot defense, and we're just waiting for Bradley Beal to get better. Yeah. Right now, though, bottom 10 on offense, bottom 10 on defense. And Beal has been a little bit better. He had a nice game last night, 26 points, 5 assists, 60% shooting. The rest of the starters did basically nothing. His splits have been better in December percentage-wise, but he's still at just like 22 points, 5 assists, which is not good enough for a superstar on this team. So... If they're going to be a top six seed, we need to see Bradley Beal back at like 27, 30 points per game doing everything out there because he's going to be their main offensive player. Uh, No Dinwiddie last night. The meshing between them has been kind of awkward. And I don't know. I thought we were past this, but I went on bullets forever today. And they're already talking about maybe not signing Bradley Beal to this next big max deal and trying to trade him again at the trade deadline. So... Sounds like we might have another star on the trading block once again. Just when you thought Bradley Beal was untouchable. <laughs> Touch away, boys. <laughs> <laughs> would would uh, the Celtics explore trading for Bradley Beal? And it, would they do it if it cost them Jalen Brown? What do you think, Tess? Oof. There'd be more to it, but they, the you know. Fir- yeah, the, there'd be more to what? That you wouldn't hope the well, Celtics like, would I'm have say, to give I'm up saying, more. No, I'm saying I'm sure it's not just Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal is my point, but that is at its core what we're we're swapping here. Who, who's who's saying hell yeah? Who's saying no thanks? You think the Celtics have to give up more than Jalen? No, Brown? I know I'm not. No, oh, I'm just saying, just saying there's saying more people involved, picks, numbers? whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just confirming. Yeah. Um, the first part would they explore it? Hell yeah, they'd explore it. I don't, I don't know if they want to give up Jalen Brown. It's just. I say no, they don't give up Jalen Brown, but hell yeah, they want Bradley Beal on their team. And hell yeah, I believe that uh, Bradley Beal's situation in there isn't, or situation with Washington isn't concrete. I don't think he's 100% locked in there for the long term. I didn't think he was when he signed that air quotes extension, which wasn't much of an extension at all. It was a one plus one, really. It just prevented him from being traded for a season. And there will be a team. Whether it's the Pelicans, whether it's the Wizards here with the with Beal, that don't give a guy that max extension. Someone's going to do it. It just seems like every youngish player gets uh, an extension. I know those are two very different circumstances in, in Zion and Bradley Beal, uh, but it feels like every superstar, if they say hello, yeah, I, I need a couple of back surgeries. My name's Michael Porter. Give me a max, no problem. Uh, hello, my name's Bradley Beal. I'm entering my thirties. Yeah, I've said I haven't wanted to be here, but. Give me a max. Sure, no problem. It seems like everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. But there will be a point where someone doesn't get it. And and yes, I, I think if you just watch Bradley Beal, yeah, the chemistry with Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't been great. The numbers obviously show that and how he hasn't been himself shooting the ball. Maybe not having the ball in his hands is a big deal. Maybe the fact that him and Spencer Dinwiddie haven't been on the floor together for a lot of minutes uh, is a part of it as well. It'd been Spencer's been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think the fit is great. And uh, I, I don't think Bradley Beal is all that... He's obviously engaged. He had a good game, but it's just, it's not, I don't think this is 
it's a lock that Bradley Beal is a wizard for life. Mm. Let's hear from the stream team. Let's hear from everybody listening. The uh, uh, pod squad, let us know. Tweet at us, at No Dunks Inc. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Uh, you know, thoughts on Beal and sticking with the Wizards, or should they be, like, obviously trying to keep him and max money with like is he a is he a number one guy with a bang in this league is he better suited sort of with like sort of like a a co-star there uh and yeah let us know your thoughts even like from the Celtics side of things would they be seeking some sort of move like that and because it would probably cost you Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal and is that a lateral move is it a step back uh, what do you think let us know yeah. and Bradley game. Bradley Beal can be traded this season am I right in saying that, I no. believe so. Yeah, yeah. That last yeah. that year was last year where he was. I think that's untradeable right. because of the contract extension he signed. But yeah, Bradley Beal, and then we've talked about guys down the line with the the Wizards as they've yeah plummeted back here to five hundred. All these guys who are really good role players mm-hmm. would seem desirable from other teams. Like, why would you keep all these role players for a a five hundred squad? Somebody, somebody's got to say, hey, it's Sunday. Give me the Pope. Reignite the uh, Sixers, Wizards, uh, Simmons, Beal talk there too. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, that's yeah. back in our. Do, get that back in our, our lives. Uh, when we're on Christmas oh, break, God. just replay the show from June seventh. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. <laughs> oh, it's what's happening. Uh, our <laughs> final game from last night. Yeah, there's only four on because we had uh, one of them postponed. It was uh, the No Dunks Bowl too. Of, of all the games that got postponed, it was uh, Raptors Bulls that was supposed to happen last night. But uh, Pacers beat the Pistons one twenty two one thirteen. Karis Levert thirty one points, season high. Looking shifty, they were calling him out there uh, <laughs> last night. And he was attacking. 22 of his points came in the paint. He uh, hit seven at the free throw line. So a lot of the work inside. He said after the game, quote, the past couple of weeks I've turned the corner on my body. I like that line. Yeah, so he's feeling healthier. You know, he started the season with an injury. And, uh, again, this was his probably his best game in terms of shooting the ball this year. Helping the trade value, it's possible uh, with this uh, Pacers team obviously saying that, uh, or at least a week or so ago, reports that they are open to moving some of their key guys here, Sponis, Styles Turner, and Karis LeVert in the mix there. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of this one. Detroit's just, they're just a bad team. They're <laughs> 4-23. and 23. <laughs> They've lost 13 straight. Uh, that's getting up there. And, you know, Pacers just outlasted them even without Malcolm Brogdon. And maybe that was why Karis LeVert was uh, popping off a little bit more there last night. Trey, I don't know if you have anything to add to. No. Pacers-Pistons no, 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 on no, a Thursday no, no, did not watch a lot no. of this one. No. But uh, I did see Karis LeVert had a good game, and I did see what he said about his body. Okay, so. <laughs> good. <laughs> that's nice. And also, I guess the Pacers should have talked about rebuilding earlier because they've won three of five since. And some of those have been close wins in the fourth quarter which has been the whole problem yeah. for them uh, during this season. So, um, nice. You think the Pacers are standing pat now? They're like, ah, we're good. <laughs> no, we're no, they beat the Pistons. Yeah, they beat okay. the Pistons. Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, Tass, do you have any notes from Pacers-Pistons? Well, uh, I also read that, that Karis LeVert said he turned <laughs> the corner on his body. Everybody, everybody knows he turned his body. I bu- I'm, I'm buying it, <laughs> though. I, I am buying it because... I guess I've just been in Karis Levert's corner uh, yeah, you for like his. Him. Yeah, I do like. I I I I like his shifty style. Uh, I like seeing the herky jerky Karis Levert get into the lane, and I think he's better than what he showed earlier this season. So yeah, he had a a back fracture, a stress fracture in his bra- his back earlier yeah. this season. So I, I I do think that that's legitimate. But I think the other note 
uh, from his post-game comments is that uh, because Malcolm Brogdon wasn't playing, he said, quote, I had the ball in my hands more. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one guy in the locker room, Miles Turner, discussed with the press, hey, uh, I'd like a bigger role. Yep. I think Karis LeVert didn't come out and say that because he hasn't <laughs> been playing incredible, but he's, he's implying it. And I just, I also wonder what team really wants to take him on. I think, you know, him saying that he wants the ball in his hands more, it just, it also, it also just makes you think that the guy is probably a, a sixth man for life. That would be his ideal role. Give him the ball, watch what he'd do with it rather than, uh, uh, in a starting spot, but um, we'll see what the, the Pacers do. It is good for both sides. Lavert coming back to his his uh, regular self. I think he's a very very solid player, and obviously the Pacers, if they do want to trade him. And last note, Brad Wanamaker made his first start of the season. Skeets, I know you love the uh, Brad Wanamaker. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, I don't mind Brad Wanamaker as long as he's not beating my Raptors and somehow hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. That that I can't live with. But uh, yeah, I did see that as well. That he. Uh, uh, you know, he's out there. I like Brad Wanamaker versus Frank Jackson. You know, that's a <laughs> match. Brad versus Frank. I'm here for it. Uh, we had some news that I wanted to get your guys' take on last night. Uh, the Lakers signed veteran guard Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, IT. It's a 10-day, I believe. He's on the Lakers here. A part of it, you know, probably because all their guys going into health and safety protocols. I know Westbrook has entered it. Uh, I believe Avery Bradley has. There's a lot. Uh, but Trey, Isaiah Thomas... Um, Man, NBA guys love Isaiah Thomas. Like, as soon as Isaiah Thomas is, like, back on the fringe of maybe getting in the league, those guys get on Twitter and say, hell yeah, give him another chance. This guy can still hoop. And he had a monster game in the G League. He scored 42 points. Um, So here he is. Going to get a 10-day with the Lakers. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Skeets, everybody's excited to see Isaiah Thomas get another little chance here. Maybe that's a silver lining to having so many players going into health and safety protocols is that there's going to be a lot of extra opportunities for a young guy on the fringes like a Miles McBride or Isaiah Thomas, an, a vet who has seen better days and trying to get back in the mix right now. What do you expect from Isaiah Thomas? Literally no idea. The guy turns 33 in February. He's played 55 total games the last three seasons, and we all know he hasn't really been the same since his hip injury with the Celtics, which is now almost five years ago. Since then, basically under 40% from the field, so not great, but like you said, Skeets had some nice non-NBA moments recently, 42 in the G League this week. I already know you know the name of his G League team, the Grand Rapids. Gold? Gold! The nice. gold! The Hell yeah, man, Rapids I was watching gold. these highlights. He looked good, man. I know it's the G League, but he's playing. Lance Stevenson's on that team. Nick Stauskas is on that team. It. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, what's going on down here? But he looked, he looked good. He looked like he was moving well and had some pop to him for sure, I thought. Sure, hit a big shot, uh, yep. I guess, for USA Basketball, playing for Jim Boylan right. there in the uh, World Cup qualifiers. He's got a 10-day, it looks like, so he's going to have a week, basically, to prove... He's ready and that he can stick here. The Lakers, you would think, probably could be looking at a wing once they get everybody healthy. So, I don't know. If he can shoot it a little bit here, if he can score a little bit, if he can play make, maybe sticks around after that 10-day. Could be a good way for him to get back into the NBA. Yeah, he threw, uh, if you go watch the highlights from that 42-point game, obviously a lot of it threes and him attacking, but he, he had a sick pass. I don't even know how to describe it. He almost like... He almost bowled it ahead on the fast break. Oh, yeah, I think it was beauty. to Lance Stevenson. Yeah, he, he kept it so low, like, through the traffic. It looked pretty cool. Um, so, Tass, excited to have IT back in the league here for at least a, for maybe a cup of coffee but or, or longer. Who knows? 
Yeah, uh, listen, everybody loves him, including LeBron James, I guess, uh, because uh, the uh, the fallout there, the, you remember the uh, the game winner, Le- LeBron and Isaiah Thomas in Cleveland, if <laughs> right. you remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no uh, body contact there. There was uh, no love after <laughs> that game winner. But um, yeah, Isaiah Thomas got traded to the Lakers from Cleveland after that, because LeBron was on the Cavs at the time. And uh, I guess... LeBron's cool with it, seeing IT come back again, because yes, he is absolutely beloved with what happened uh, in the playoffs there with the Boston Celtics, the death of his sister, and how he came out and played, and obviously tried to play through that injury for the Celtics. He bled green, so every Baintown boy and girl out there right now is extremely happy, especially Celtics fans are really happy to see IT back. But yes, he's also a guy who's just beloved, and uh, he... It's like a perfect Lakers player right now, too. Older, can score. (laughs) Offensively, meh. Uh, Not really IT's thing. But, uh, yeah, he's he's got the Ish Smith treatment recently. He's been bouncing uh, around the league. He's been all over the place. This was going to be his uh, sixth team, really, in six years or i mean it's just he's he played with the Cavs, lakers nuggets wizards and pelicans recently and yeah the g league thing is i'm surprised here that there isn't more of a cult following and we are you know we're basketball nerds into the the nerddom of basketball and and there really isn't uh as as tiny or as uh, you know as large as it could be there isn't really like a a g league Hardcore fandom is what I'm saying. Because you mentioned those names. Lance Stevenson is down there. Isaiah Thomas is down there. Like, names that basketball nerds would absolutely adore. The guy just put up 42. Stream team just mentioned that Jason Terry is the coach coach. for the the gold. Wow. Nice. I mean, there might be, there might be like this like little pocket of Grand Rapids gold fans out there. (laughs) Going nuts about their team or the Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Mad Ants, who they were playing in this game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there might be. There has to be that task. There I guess there's time. But I'm just yeah. saying, because we are so immersed in it, we would know if there was a yeah, maybe. slight one. But but it is interesting because Isaiah Thomas is, is going to be signed with this hardship exception because the Lakers have so many guys out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't like an NBA.com news story it was a report from nba.com that the lakers are signing him with a reported hardship exception it's kind of just strange it's strange to see on on nba.com the first line isaiah thomas will sign a 10-day contract with the los angeles lakers according to nba insider mark stein and the athletic sham sharanya oh Um, yeah i'm getting into the weeds here but it's just weird (laughs) to see nba.com not say not report on it usually they just don't report on it until it's a new until it's fact, but I guess it's happening. It seems like the Lakers are getting uh, it, and that's that's good for that dude. He's a great guy. Um, you said the Beantown boys will be happy to to hear this. Beantown boys and girls about it back in the league, but he is playing for the Lakers, so that's really going to put it to the test. Mm. 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 <laughs> How much do you boys and girls like <laughs> it? So it's right. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, okay, some other news here. Some like injury updates. I'm just gonna put them together. First off, the Warriors, Clay Thompson, he will not return before Christmas. Uh, that's what the reports are saying. And then Zion Williamson has received um, an injection for his foot injury, and he will be reevaluated in four to six weeks. I don't have much to say about the Zion news. It sucks. I just don't even think we're going to see this guy play all season long, if I'm being completely honest. Maybe he comes back and 
mid-March and he plays a month or something and we see how he looks and how he's moving out there. But anyway, he's out for, for the foreseeable future. The Warriors' Clay Thompson thing is just a bummer. You know, for I, I was expecting him back for Christmas. I just thought that would give it a little life that game. They play the Suns, right? Warriors' Suns. Man, it would have been cool if the, those two teams were like, you know, fully loaded, I guess. But you get why, Trey, that they're just extreme caution with a guy who's on two plus years of rehab here. Uh, you're playing well. You're you're tied with the best record in the league, so we're not going to see him in this in this build up here to the Christmas Day games. Maybe we see him, maybe we see him right at the end of December or more likely in January. Yeah, I guess when you're the Warriors, it's what's the rush? It's been yeah. two years. You're balling right now. What's another week? But uh, the Warriors, man. They just love to let us run wild and get excited with stuff. Steph, 16 threes to break the record? Yeah, that's happening. Let's tune in to this random game against one of the worst teams in the league. Clay Thompson, yeah, he'll be back on Christmas. You know why? Because that sounds awesome. <laughs> the Warriors are smart, man. They're like, yeah, yeah, run with it. It does sound good, doesn't it? And then once things get a little closer, it doesn't quite turn out that way. But Clay will be back eventually. I can't wait to see this guy on the court and to see exactly... What he looks like now. Is he going to be just a spot shooter? Is he going to bring it defensively the way he has in the past? Anything he brings to Golden State is going to just make him better. And they're already one of the three best teams out there. Yeah, he's playing five on five in scrimmages tasks. You know, he's ramping up the conditioning. Um, by all reports, he looks pretty good. And, you know, we've seen some clips of him splashing his patent threes there and stuff like that. The Warriors have previously said that they want his return to be in front of their home crowd, in front of the Chase Center crowd, which is sort of sort of cool in a weird way. They, they, they sort of gone on record in saying that. But if that's the case and he's not back before Christmas here, that would mean the soonest he could potentially debut, again, at home, would be December 28th versus the Nuggets. But who, who knows? Anything to add here to the unfortunate news that we're not going to see Clay on Christmas? It does suck. Uh, but, yeah, the Warriors are smart. They're like the Suns sitting out Devin Booker here for this extended period we're good. Our subs can come in and be good as well. The Suns rolling without Devin Booker. They're five and two uh, since he went down. So yeah, the the Warriors playing the slow game. Unfortunately, it would be great if he comes back on December twenty eighth in front of the home crowd because he deserves that. They deserve that. Clay is uh, yeah all about basketball. It would be amazing if he rips off the warm ups. And he's wearing number 77 because that's the jersey that his teammates gave him (laughs) to anoint him the 77th best player when he wasn't on the top 75 players of all time or top 76 as the NBA uh, handed out top 75. But yeah, it it stinks. And the Simon Williamson thing, I know we don't need to talk about it, but after reading word for word that the, the press release about him getting that injection in his foot, it's obvious it hasn't healed to the point where he's going to be partial weight bearing for an extended period. Like like he just will be in crutches, I suppose, uh, because he just can't put all the weight on his foot uh, in terms of uh, any, any sort of basketball activities. So that's, uh, that's terrible news. And uh, not great for conditioning either. Of course, that's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) In in a guy in theory, trying to, to lose weight or to get down a little bit and look a little, uh, little slimmer out there yeah, yeah. that's not and great so, you can't and so, step on your foot yeah exactly and so even you said clay not coming back for an extended period clay is going hard five on five he will be back real soon yeah as you said zion 
if you're you know, not going hard, it, how will he look coming back in March with all this bad publicity? It just leads you to believe that all that added up, don't come back till next year. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a betting man, I don't think we'll see him this year, but hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, let's take our first break. Sorry, Trey. What you got? No, no, okay. no, no, okay. no, 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 no. No more injury talk. When we come back, <laughs> we will hit the beach and we will put all of our weight into our two feet when we get to step in to read some of your emails. Hey, that was not bad. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Gotta say, that was good. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Back with no dunks on a Friday. It's the drop podcast. I just saw this tweet come through from uh, Kevin Zwerbel before we get to the beach. He said, Block Wedgie is now the blue dress, gold dress of 2021. First, I heard Block Wedgie. Remember that clip, the wedgie we showed you? We thought Miles Turner maybe yelled, Block Wedgie, hell yeah, or something like that. <laughs> and then Tass said, No, he says, Good block, boy, or something like that. So it's like, if you listen to the clip, you can hear both of them. So hence the blue dress. Gold dress. Um, I bring that up because I guess we haven't heard from Miles Turner officially yet, have we? <laughs> Didn't see him respond to. I haven't seen him chime you know. in. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, the real Laurel Yanni situation, if you remember that one. <laughs> remember when that was a big meme? Like you just had to decide between two things that you observed for yeah. like two months. They're like you got you have to compare these things. Yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Pretty weird. <laughs> Very we were weird. bored. We were bored. Uh, all right, let's get to the little beach step in, JD. Yeah, a little beach step in. Keep your questions coming. 
no dunks at theathletic.com. If you want to email them in, you can drop them in the YouTube comments below, or you can tweet them in at no dunks inc. That's I N C. Okay, I got the first one. Dear No Dumps, sometimes you just want one of your players to get a seat at the table. So I figured, why not turn to the folks with the biggest table? I think that Pat Connaughton deserves a mention for sixth man of the year. <laughs> While he doesn't have the scoring average of the typical candidates, he is shooting incredibly well from everywhere, including a scorching 43% from three on eight attempts per 36. Oh, we're dropping per 36 numbers in this email. Real sicko. Pair this with very good versatile defense, and Pat has carried over the new level that he reached in last year's championship run. Can he at least get a chair? And who is somebody that you personally are sure won't win an award, but that you want to see at the table? Bing bong. That's from Zach in Wisconsin. Task Pat Connaughton. Can we at least borrow a chair and put him on the corner there at the sixth man of the year table? Patty, pull up a chair, man. <laughs> All right. You can't get in the booth. Sorry, not enough room in the actual booth that we're sitting in there as we were eating pizza. If you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, a single chair. Come on over, Patty. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good for you, man. Um, I am so happy, even as basketball nerds, that we don't mention per 36 hardly ever <laughs> on this show. Oh, we should. It's a better way no. to compare number. No? Okay, he's shooting 43%. No matter yeah. what no matter what the number is. Yeah, no matter what that's the number is. Fair, fair. That's very good. But yeah. but Zach increases his minutes by saying eight attempts per 36 because i don't why well why he's he i think that? he's just so i mean okay 43 percent. he's shooting a lot of threes per minute while he's on the floor okay I got yeah that. yeah I that's think what that's he's a, implying i don't i mean care. he plays almost 30 minutes per game so it probably wasn't <laughs> so that's really a weird needed. per 36 what if he could get six more what do you think <laughs> think you can keep it up so he's shooting like, yeah. yeah yeah if he was yeah if he was if he was in line to play 36 minutes, he would play 36 minutes. I'm just glad that we've taken that out of the conversation, really, in basketball talk. Anyway, uh, where are we, Zach, from Wisconsin? We're at the six-man table. I'm going to get up and move over to the rookie of the year table because okay. uh, I want my man Franz Wagner, a.k.a. Franz Boogie, to be at that table. Yes, wow. that's his nickname, Franz Boogie for the Orlando Magic because Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham even – they're taking the headlines for sure. Understandably so. I'm not sure how many seats there are at this rookie of the year table, but I think Franz would probably be fourth at, at this table in, in terms of uh, the votes at the end of it. He was the number eight pick coming into this draft here or, or, or this season. And uh, I kind of want him to be at the table just because at the end of the year, when we're talking Mobley, we're talking Barnes and how incredible they're going to be and Cade is going to be years down the road, I want to see these Franz Wagner highlight tapes because he's had some huge jams this year, arguably the most out of all these guys in terms of just strict highlights, like non-basketball. you know basketball. Evan Mobley's amazing and all these guys are amazing, but Franz has had some huge jams and I think he does everything. Actually, if you listen to Terrence Ross... His teammate, he said, quote, he's really good at everything. He can shoot, pass, score, defend, and he's 6'10". Don't know about that. He's fun to watch, and he reminds me of a Gordon Hayward. With a <laughs> oh, Gordon. Oh, we're going to get to the all-Gord team in a second here. <laughs> no doubt. But, but, but um, actually, 
this man is playing even more minutes than Pat Connaughton. 32 minutes a game, he's played every single game for the Orlando Magic. That's a freaking lot of time for a rook. And he's 14 points per game. That's third in rookie scoring, 45% from the floor, and 38% from three. That's better than any big name in this rookie of the year race. Stats are good. And I think it's kind of good for Orlando Magic fans because he's taken away some of the negative spotlight that's on Jalen Suggs, their number five pick, who hasn't played up to his capabilities. Injury is a part of that. And uh, after they're done eating here at the uh, Rookie of the Year table, Franz will lead the way to the dance floor because he can Franz boogie, baby. So Mm -hmm. it's been a fun dinner. Now let's go dance. And I think he, you know, you you look at him. (laughs) Oh, he's the classic. He's the classic non-athletic white guy because he doesn't really handle, but he is extremely athletic. He is extremely good in terms of his basketball skills. Now, does he beat you one-on-one? Not necessarily, but uh, as a complimentary guy, I think he's he's really, really good. This is a nice find for the Magic at eight. He'll probably have a very long career, and I can, in fact, see him making the all-gourd team in the future. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think that will happen. Um, Emil with a great point. Rookie of the year table. That's got to be a kid's table, right? Nice. That's true. Nice. And and look, the 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 table, be it for any of these awards, I thought we decided it's 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 five or six. I mean, we can't come to one number, but isn't that what it is, Trey? Four to six, it's five or six. I like five, but uh, you know, it's you can't get more than that at a table and have a great nah, conversation. Nah, it's four to six people. is perfect. Yeah, uh, you have to have six seats at the sixth man table i do think okay, oh, that's fair. so pat Connaughton definitely getting an invite right now mm-hmm. i mean you started those per 36s tasks i don't know if you know this but uh franz wagner is averaging 21 points per 100 possessions Damn. for the magic this God. season crazy stuff sounds wow. good <laughs> one of my favorite things to look at is all rookie second team oh yeah because it's just like <laughs> that's like your future good gourd players <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> they just like come in and contribute right away get my boy io on there <laughs> gotta have Io on the second team all rookie. He's got no chance of winning rookie of the year, just like Franz Wagner doesn't. But I don't even think Io can get to the first team at this point. Nonetheless, he's had a good season. And we talked about it a while ago because the Bulls haven't played him forever. But Lonzo Ball could be a defensive player of the year candidate in another basketball league. Like, you're never going to win it as a guard, especially as like a, a point guard, which he is. You know, you can win it if you're Kawhi Leonard and you can do everything out there. But he's instrumental to the Bulls when they're playing basketball. Uh, the way he is in passing lanes, the way he's kind of freelancing out there. He uses, uh, you know, his instincts and his reads the same way he does offensively, but he does it defensively and it almost has a bigger impact. So that's a guy who has changed the Bulls. But I think you look at Caruso as kind of the guy who's most likely a candidate there, the way he's uh, been so good with his steals. But Lonzo, an incredible player. Mm-hmm. Uh, just back to your rookie of the year table, the kids table tasks. If Franz is there, and I agree with you, he probably is. And I think it's six. Okay. Six. Great conversation. Yeah. It, you know, because if it's eight, if it's if it's eight, then there's two conversations going on. What what's going on down there? You know, what are you guys talking about? Hey, maybe we can switch seats uh, halfway through. You know, and mix it up a little bit. <laughs> um. So if it, we're calling it six at this table, you got Cade, you got Scotty Barnes, you got Mobley, of course, you got Franz. Let's put you on the spot, Tass. Mm. Who are the other two? Right now. Well, uh, I love that Franz is at the table because he's got the dessert. Hagen Franz. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I can't. I just can't. Think you of really it. want to get some like? I puns can't out think today. of. Uh, it's pun day. Help yeah. but think of desserts when I think about Franz Wagner. I just can't. Um, okay. The other two. <laughs> Jumping Jehoshaphat. Well, okay. Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy. Uh, Giddy. Giddy. Give me Giddy. Okay. 
Giddy, Giddy's there. I'm a little reluctant to go Duarte. Oh, I don't wow. Know why? Wow. He's been solid. Uh, but Giddy's my number five. He's He's got a future in this league. I think he'll be on the first team. And then uh, I think Duarte or Alperin Shengun it might yeah. might steal that last seat. Might all steal right. that last seat. I love Shengun. <laughs> uh, with all this table talk when it comes to the awards, it's unfortunate that uh, our guy, uh, Zach Lowe, I'm sure you guys saw the clip going around, sticking up for Jokic, getting very upset with, uh, I think it was Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson there on NBA Today on ESPN, Malika Andrews hosting that show, because the debate must have been, what, Curry or Durant, MVP, and Professor Lowe went nuts. He was going crazy. He was like, well, how's Jokic now there? I mean, he was basically throwing out per 36s. He's dropping every advanced stat there is, and rightfully so, but all of that could have been avoided if it's just if it's uh, approached in the sense of an MVP table, right? Trey, it's, it, it, it makes more sense, especially this race. This year demands a table. There's four or five guys that are there, and Jokic, of course, is one of them. 100% skeets. We're changing the game here, and people haven't caught on yet. We yeah. used to talk about who's your top five players out there, and then Steve Smith, for some reason, came up with the Mount Rushmore of the NBA, and suddenly <laughs> everybody was talking about who are your top four players. Right. So now we're talking about the MVP table. Hop on board, people. Everybody yeah. goes to dinner. Everybody knows what you're doing at a table and a general <laughs> consensus for how many are sitting there. Four to six, <laughs> as we all know. Yeah. You're double dating or triple dating with regards to MVP candidates and all award candidates. So I think this is going to be the next big thing. Yeah, I, that's what I like about it. It can change how many people are at the table. That's right, exactly right. And yeah. this year, there, there, there are only four. There are four people at the MVP table. Everybody else yeah. is at another table. They might be in the restaurant. They might be trying to like hear what they're talking about at that table, but they're not there. They're not. They're not eating the food they're eating, Tass, and they're not drinking the wine that they're uh, they've ordered. It's it's the four. It's and there's no order right now. That's the beauty of it all. Okay, it's Jokic, it's Durant, it's Curry, and it's Giannis. That's it. Yeah, and I uh, and it's going to change. And I'm not sure why everyone gets hot about one guy right now. The ESPN guys were hot on Kevin Durant. I get it, and and I was at the beginning of this show too. But it's also. It's also wrong to do that because Steph obviously belongs in that conversation. And Professor Lowe was absolutely correct. So mm-hmm. does Jokic. And, I, and yeah. I, I love the imagery. If there's four guys and one guy's not playing well, well, he just went to the bathroom and somebody else jumped and stole his seat. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's so, exactly yeah. right. Love it. Love it. I like the tight. I love a tight table, though. It's, <laughs> it's nice to be four for this MVP voting because... <laughs> Because you have to leave somebody out. That's the nice part. It's yeah, nice to true. just kick somebody out. Like, <laughs> who who out of the top five wouldn't be there? Because as as Trey said earlier in the show, I see no, it's not Braun. Braun's unfortunately. No, that's it's, we're all we're all waiting to see if LeBron's actually gonna show up for this dinner. Yeah. He always replies yes, doesn't always show up. But he, he might get here later. Yeah. He might. Yeah. And then you know, Yeah. And then then it there's it's difficult because there is Chris Paul. He's he's popping his head around there, but you know, <laughs> Go Bear, of course, and and really Mitchell even on his own team. But they can't decide who wants to sit down. They're two. They're like, oh no, you take it. No, you take the seat. No, you take the seat. <laughs> so there's that awkwardness. It's like, all right, wait, just go to another table then, right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's go to our next question. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. All right, next one. Y'all were joking about Gordon Hayward being just good. Yes, we were. He's going to give you 19 points every night, mm-hmm. even though he gave you 41 the other day. So, mm-hmm. who's your all NBA good gourd starting five? That's an email from Warren J. He wants to know your all NBA 
Good Gord. It's <laughs> fun to fly. say. It it's fun. a really fun <laughs> title. The All NBA Good Gord team. Uh, all right. Well, I tackled this. Uh, I asked Twitter last night. You know, who do you think would uh, be on your All Good Gord team? I tried to say like we're not talking career. It comes into play, I guess, because it's like. Gordon Hayward has sort of been Gordon Hayward for a long time. I get that. But really, like, this season, just good old, reliable, good. Maybe not great. Has flashes, but pretty consistent. Uh, and I got some great responses. So I'm going to go through my team, guys. I actually went position by position just to spice it up a little bit. And I'll give you some honorable mentions for each position as well. Point guard. I had Mike Conley at first. He's a, a perfect uh, good yeah. gourd guy. Mm-hmm. But somebody talked me into Fred Van Vliet as maybe even better. And I think it's right. Because like Gordon Hayward, Van Vliet has big explosions, big moments where he's like, whoa, he can go for a 35. He can go for a 40. What well, hell, I mean, Van Vliet had like a 50-point game, uh, what, a couple, couple seasons ago last year? I don't know. I can't remember anymore. But anyway, otherwise, he's just he's reliable. He's 20 points per game. He's, he's a couple boards. Six assists, he's never made an all-star team. He'll be like Gordon Hayward. Maybe he makes one, maybe he doesn't. I think it's pretty good. If you check Gordon Hayward to Van Vliet's numbers too, like on Basketball Reference, nearly identical minutes played, PER pretty close, true shooting percentage, similar usage percentage. So I like Van Vliet there, Tass. I know you sort of scoffed at it at first. Maybe you're thinking, huh, Van Vliet's a... A little too good to be a gourd, but I don't know. I yeah. think he's perfect. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. Too good to be a gourd. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so though. Too I, good. I, I, Sounds like a good tune. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm uh, too good to be a gourd, uh, or a bumper sticker, a license plate. Too good to be a gourd as a bumper sticker. Ah. <laughs> uh. Conley, I don't know. You yeah. like Conley more? Okay, I'd whatever. So. I think so. It's like, yeah, whatever, whatever you choose. Whatever you choose. It's like, I yeah, I, I'm in the mindset where it's an older guy who's kind of reached his peak. And what you see is what you get, son. It's it's like it's turning into the hall of very good, our idea. You don't think not... Van Vliet's reached his peak? I mean, Van Vliet's not going to be scoring 25 a game. I'm sorry. He's going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer for a couple of years here. That's perfect. I'm not putting a ceiling on Fred. Right. Although you Bet might be yourself. right. Bet you might yourself. be right. Yourself. I, I think Van Vliet is, I like him here in this position. Conley, like I said, honorable mention. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you know. Ooh, some people consider him a point bad. guard or shooting guard. I think he has to get, uh, he has a, hey, pull up a seat to the all gourd point guard table. <laughs> uh, Brogdon, you're, you're there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shooting guard. I'm going with Grayson Allen. <laughs> good Grayson. <laughs> yeah, I'm in your good Graysons. Again, this is this this season, guys. He's 13 point per game, shooting 43 percent from the field. Okay, uh, 41 percent from three though, and he plays about 30 minutes per game. And you know, he's he's just good Grayson. Is good Gord. Uh, honorable mention, Eric Gordon. No <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think he has to get the call here yeah, unfortunately okay. Okay, <laughs> sorry now that I say it out loud now that I say it out loud we do have to have fun there. those were the two guys I had at the shooting guard position uh, this one might surprise you guys now this was recommended by a bunch of people on Twitter and at first I said come on get out of here and then I was like whoa small forward Andrew Wiggins yeah, we got a Canadian you. gourd <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I think they're right. Like he's totally. he's like right in the ballpark scoring wise. He's like eighteen and a half points per game. You know, very you know four and a half boards, couple assists, 
like a shade under 50% from the floor. That's good. That's reliable. He's shooting 41% from three. That's really great. I, I like it. So Wiggins is there. I'm with you. It's I had him on my short list. Okay, good. Wow. My gort list. Uh, honorable mention at the small forward position. He plays uh, He plays like 50% of his minutes as a small forward and 50% as a power forward. But Dorian Finney-Smith feels like a, an old gourd guy. Put him on the second team. No, no, Trey. Uh, not, not good enough? He's, he's not like, good he's, enough for me. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I, I, I like him. <laughs> more gourd than good. Oh, he's more of a Luke Walton all-star? Is that what <laughs> there you go. There you go, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me, uh, drop, let me drop this before we get too far away from Andrew Wiggins because his nickname is Maple Jordan. C.W.E. Crocker <laughs> chiming in with Maple Gordon. Yeah. A nickname for Andrew Wiggins. That's good. That's I, just, good. I just like Canadian Gord, too. Because <laughs> everybody Canadian from Canada Gord. knows a Gord. That's uh, 100% true. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Power forward. Um, now... I'll be honest. I was like, this is either going to be Tobias Harris or Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Tobias Harrison Barnes. I was going to jam them together into one guy. I just like, I could do that. But I went a different direction. Boyan Bogdanovich. He's a gourd, guys. 17 points per game. <laughs> that guy, you can like put that in the box score every damn night. 17 points per game from Bogdanovich. Shooting splits, 47-42. He's money at the line, 92. And he plays about 30 minutes per game. So... I'm going. I'm going. Him felt like I didn't have Conley in the mix. I needed a jazz player on this team. You know, shout That's out to it. Gordon Hayward in his jazz years. So uh, I'm yeah. going Bogdanovich. Tass, you're you okay with that, or you think it should have been a Tobias Harris slash Harrison Barnes? It's nice to include the Utah Jazz because they're almost the epitome of this Gord team in general. Yeah. Like right, you know, man. it's right. really, 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 really good. Just can't get. Just can't. Just can't get mm. there. He can't be a super duper star. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Okay, final position, big man. Center position. Uh, I'll give you my honorable mentions first. Our man, Dan Devine, he threw out a Jonas Valanciunas, but he worried that he's got a, like, he looks too cool now with the slick back hair and <laughs> sloppy steaks and stuff. too cool. <laughs> and I was looks, like, <laughs> no, looks was part of this Danny boy, but I already he said. I mean, too cool. I, he's good. He's good. He's, you know, he's reliable. He's a good gourd. He's a good gourd. Uh, I think uh, Zubats is a pretty good gourd too. Probably not on the level of a JV, but, you know, maybe a little step below. Uh, then a step below him. So if it's like JV Zubats, Mike Muscala would be at the lower end of the gourd. Uh, but those are honorable mentions. I'm going for this season, and maybe it's sort of like an epitome of his career. Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford's a good old gourd in the 12, 8, 3 and a half, chips in a block and a, or yeah, block and a half per game. You know, of course, he's giving you uh, a little defensive identity there. So that's my uh, all NBA good gourd team. It is Van Vliet, Grayson Allen. No, well, no. Van Vliet, Eric Gordon, Andrew Wiggins, Boyan Bogdanovich, and then Al Horford. That was way more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> Just talking about good. Not great just, players. Just good players. <laughs> just, These guys are just good. Just good. Uh, the Hall of, Very, Hall of Very Good is being renamed to the Good Gourd Hall. <laughs> Hall, of Very, Hall of Good Gourds. Uh, let's hear from uh, all of you out there, though. Who did I forget? I see people saying Capella. Yes, I did get a, a cu- couple of uh, recommendations to have him as my center. Uh, but let me know who I missed on the uh, All-NBA Good Gourd team. That's like know, every Washington players. wizard could sort of be on this list. It's like. Like like Montrez Harrell and yeah. even even what Kuzma, Kuzma? Spencer Dinwiddie he's like uh 
he's hit or miss uh, like this season to me yeah KCP. he's a ferris wheel fella yeah 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 uh middleton was like in consideration but he's almost like i think he i have him a level he's transcended above. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right he is now pretty good you have to find that sweet spot yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly right uh but let's hear from you who did i miss tweet at me uh at jay skeets at no dunks inc or let us know in the youtube comments uh final question here as we step on the beach hey you know dinks Jump! It's either it's either no dumps or no dinks, isn't it? Like no Always. one can just call us no dumps. <laughs> Jumping off a question asked in Wednesday's show by Benton, do you have any running bits or segments from your starters days that you hated and you couldn't wait to drop? And yes, I still miss the tweet of the week roll call. That question is from Jack. Yeah, Wednesday we were talking about old starter segments that we uh that we really loved and we should bring back into the mix as no dunks uh here on the athletic network but this is the opposite trey ones we actually or you maybe hated and you're you're happy that we don't do it anymore every halloween Ugh. <laughs> guess we're doing trick or tweet again <laughs> had to include it man the name was too good trick or tweet on Halloween and we had to have it <laughs> and we came up with one idea and you know we're like good enough yeah we were good we'll read a that, fake yeah. tweet if you get it right I'll whip candy at you right <sighs> yeah it was pretty pretty, pretty, pretty bad segment. television yeah, yeah pretty weak segment but uh the name the name was <laughs> the name was so good we had to roll it six straight years i love it i, w- I wouldn't say it's pretty weak television i'd say the name sucked because what <laughs> the, the name's, name's great i know the name's great but it doesn't fit when you the the, the idea was was this tweet fake or not so <laughs> so you get two tweets good point. and in reality any human would say real or nah i mean that's that's really what you would say it was just so forced that you would have to say uh, oh, you'd have to actually think. Well, we're outside, yeah, what again? What's a fake one again? Oh, trick is a fake one. Yeah, right, trick. Right. I mean, that's like people do fake tweets all the time, like right. on TV, and it can be funny, or you know, or uh, read hate tweets about me. Like, you know, the Twitter thing is funny, but the, it was definitely one of those. We came up with the title, trick or tweet. Awesome, awesome cool, title. What is Gotta it? go. With it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find it out. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure it out. So yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that's a great answer. That was, yeah, uh... That's what I had, too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. always fun, too, because the season starts in October, so you're like, nice. Two weeks in, <sighs> trick or tweet. <laughs> we got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. No, you tricked me. <laughs> no, no. There are some funny fake tweets that I think right. Matty O, maybe Trey right. came up with. Yeah, like that, that, those were, I guess, sort of. That's funny. They were that's, silly. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, JD, come on in here, man. You must have a there couple segments that you hated. <laughs> Oh, sure. I hated most of them. Uh, No, just kidding. Um, uh, For me, I actually liked most of them, but, you know, there were some complicated ones for me. Like, what you got for me was always anxiety-inducing because there were a lot of moving parts, a lot of people involved because, you know, not to get in the weeds, but we had Trey's monitor, we had a lower third, and then we had the answers that we had to push to on a lower third and in Trey's monitor. So, oh, yeah, so okay. there's the switcher, there's the, the the video op, and then the graphics op that all had to sort of come together. And when we had our dream team on, it was great. But 
we didn't always get the the dream team, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so there were a couple of times where the answer was revealed immediately to you guys, you know? I don't know if you remember that. Um, but I thought of another one. Uh, actually, I hit up Matty O this morning because, uh, you know, just because, you know, I couldn't remember things. Like, we've done so many. Uh, but there was one... Uh, segment that we really liked up in the booth, but you guys hated, I think, and it it was the trade wins. If you remember that one, the trade wins are a blowing, and there were <laughs> oh God, yeah, I did, I did hate this, and we <laughs> we loved it because we got a big industrial fan, and we would blow shit at you when uh, things went. <laughs> Look, uh, and Nothing's was, blowing. There, there. That, yeah, now there it's fine. Wow. Well, yeah. you had to, you know. We wow. used to intentionally bring in fans, and now, like, the leaf blows. <laughs> yeah, now we're, on? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did that segment. The, the, the last time we did that segment was six years ago tomorrow. December, uh, this December 18th, 2015. Wow. So yeah, trade wow, wins. we didn't bring it back. The trade That's crazy. winds were blowing. I can't believe I remember, you didn't remember I remember that. being upset with the strength of that industrial fan. That was like yeah. it was. I, there was talk like we were supposed to be like getting blown out of our chair. I remember, oh, and then yeah. it was like this: like someone just turned on like a fan, like "Ooh, cool me down," and throw some leaves in front. You of know, me. you come up with an idea like three hours before that, and then we're like, we need an industrial fan to blow these guys off their chairs, and. That's what they came. That's what they had. I don't know. <laughs> People are saying in the stream team, uh, leaf blower foreshadowed. We should have just had a bunch of like crazy leaf blowers. Yeah, yeah. Next time, little did we know. Yeah, we need this uh, thing next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys loved it in the control room. I mean, that is that is obviously what you guys. That's what gets you off in the control room. Let's <laughs> let's blow these. Let's just guys make a over. mess like, in the yes. studio. Yeah, I I, I remember. The part that I hated about her, am I am I conflating it with another wind trade wind segment where we would have to uh, rate uh, the the prospects of a trade by the type of wind, like a gale wind? Oh, totally. Or yeah, that's that part, the same that was thing, part right? of the same thing. Yeah, it was the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I hated that part of it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> get, get this gale scale out of here. Give me one sec, vamp for a second, because I do okay. have one of the slides that we uh, <laughs> what we used. I just grabbed it randomly. Level four <laughs> was F five tornado. <laughs> like that was there were five there were four levels, but the level four exactly. you had to say I'm I think it's level four <laughs> F five tornado. I like Oh, uh, give me trick or tweet, please. Yeah. And so and so so this this was F5 meaning that four. this trade rumor it was very strong winds. Like that was, was the there top. was something behind it. Yeah. Okay. That's right, that's right. You were in the twister. You were Bill Paxton being sucked up in the tornado. That, wow. Anyways. Yeah, some some of them I think that was also a uh, uh, let's the name came first and then it was just like, yes. well, what is it? <laughs> we'll get a fan. Hey, it's hard doing a daily show. It's hard doing it's a daily show. show. Hey, hey, respect. Hey. I understand why that would really excite you. you know, <laughs> the fans. You know what the problem is? There's a desk in the way of the fans. A desk is large. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That was, <laughs> so a, that true. was an issue. Uh, so, so here's what's going on. We might... This is a little spoiler here. Might try a little test run soon of our new studio. Mm. 
Let's do trade wins for a show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back all the hits. We don't have a crew to clean up, though. That's the problem. Yeah, let's just leave it. Just leave it. Yeah, that's true. We can just leave it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, great questions, guys. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Email in your NBA and your non NBA questions. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Uh, we love stepping on the beach, which I believe was the first level of that trade wins, right? Just a cool, mm-hmm. cool beach breeze, I think. Yep, I think right? so. Yeah. yeah. How does that beach sense? breeze? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, who knows, Tass? I'm pretty sure that's what it was because it looked in the image like it was on the beach, like a gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah. It was probably gentle breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Was definitely... Yeah, isn't that a beach? An yeah. island? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's level two? Uh, uh, he still looks gun. like still on the beach. I should download the rest of these. Watch your scarf. Yeah. <laughs> level two. Watch scarves in danger. <laughs> level three. Might fall over walking. Yeah, yeah it looks four, like an umbrella has gone inside out on that one. And then it goes directly oh, nice. to F5 Tornado. And I can't believe we didn't include Hurricane, which is like the windiest thing. Well, I guess Tornado is the windiest, but anyways. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, there's a reason we stopped doing it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, though, we got Tweet of the Night, we got Pick'em Results, and we got Rapid Fire Fun, so don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we're going to get to Tweet of the Night in a second, but Trey, during the break, you said you found the levels to trade wins. So let's hear them. Found the levels to the trade wins. I see the stream team has been speculating about what they could be. Level one, Seabreeze. Okay. Oh, look at this. We got I, graphics I said as gentle well. breeze. Yeah, yeah gentle That's breeze. <laughs> Island good. breeze, not bad. Seabreeze, very, very peaceful, very nice. Uh, level two. It's a strong gust. (laughs) Watch your scarves. (laughs) (laughs) It's gusty out there. Your scarf's going crazy. Level three, it's a full force gale. (laughs) Oh. 
And this is where you need a meteorology degree. What's the difference between a gust and a gale? There's probably a limit. And then, of course, level four, of course, is the F5 tornado. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to look at that. Why why did we only do four levels to this segment when we had five levels to the how worried are you? Yep. Couldn't think of a fifth one. Yeah, I think, I think that's the answer. <laughs> What's another name for wind? I know. After Gale, I thought we were going to get a level, level four Oprah. Boo. Um, <laughs> Why didn't we the- do a level one, like, fart or something? <laughs> fart, then sea breeze, then yeah. strong gust. Whistle. Then, yeah. Something, yeah. You yeah, know, like, what could have been a good level five was Ziggy's suggestion here, Brian Windhorst. Level five, Brian Windhorst. <laughs> like the trade has actually happened and he's announced it. <laughs> That's a Windhorst. <laughs> Brian Windhorst part. <laughs> oh, wow, good call. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night. It's exciting. I am excited to present this to you because it's an actual basketball tweet feels like we haven't had one of those in a while and i like it because it's a real pure zinger from twitter it's something we all live for on twitter right yeah we're there for the news we're there for the steins and the shams but we're also there for just the pure zings so it's a three-part tweet part number one comes from a (laughs) mythic witch who wrote tell us a true story from your life that sounds made up And that's when the Athletics' John Hollinger chimed in, who ran the Memphis Grizzlies' head office for years, and said, I once spent a quarter billion dollars of somebody else's money in less than an hour. And then former NBA player Chandler Parsons chimed in and said, much appreciated, guy. (laughs) Hang loose. Hang loose. Two hang looses. Uh, And that's a three-part tale of an NBA zing on Twitter. It went from someone that had nothing to do with NBA, the NBA circle at all, to a front office member in John Hollinger, to former NBA player Chandler Parsons. And I had to, I had to confirm that. Chandler, yeah, he's not on a team, but he wasn't. He was on the Hawks not too long ago. All right, right. Sure. Yeah, he was on the bench, but yeah, great stuff. Chandler Parsons thanking. John Hollinger for the old max contract he got with the Memphis Grizzlies that unfortunately didn't pan out because of injuries. But hang loose, man. All good. <laughs> hey, hey, he got paid. Uh, I did see Bobby Marks of ESPN, who also was uh, in the front office um, with the, I guess, was it were they the New Jersey Nets at that point? I, I can't so. remember. Yeah, I, said head, I said head office for the Memphis Grizzlies there when I said Hollinger was in their head office. It wasn't, it wasn't Home Depot, but anyway. Front office, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Bobby Marks did reply to John Hollinger task and said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but I did the same thing, but it took me 30 minutes. Uh, when he gave a bunch of contracts to a bunch of Nets players. Anyway, that was the story cool uh, <laughs> much Sorry, appreciated man. guy it's pretty funny though much appreciated yeah. guy. <laughs> much appreciated. guy great stuff had, great we've stuff. had a couple chandler parsons mentions in the last month or so because we had dan grunfeld on talking about his book and yep. and, and his dad ernie was in a, a front office not a head office <laughs> and uh dan always said to him you got to look at chandler parsons coming out of school I like this kid i like this kid dan knew what he was talking about everybody loved 
uh, Chandler Parsons. Not everybody, because he was a second-round pick. But, uh, yeah, then he became the hot thing. Not physically, because he was a model, but also because he was a basketball <laughs> player, and he was really, really good. And then uh, it's unfortunate. The knees, the knees, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy and the stream team. Could Chandler Parsons be any happier with his contract? The stream team's on fire. <laughs> they are. They, they literally They're really are. good. They bring a lot to the show. I sincerely mean that. I hate most of you, but uh, a lot of you are pretty good at this. I'm just kidding. Uh, pick them results. From last night, Knicks, Rockets, I swerved. The coin and I swerved. I took Houston to cover, plus six and a half. I was feeling pretty good about it. I got to be honest. I was watching this game. Ah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. The Rockets... The Rockets in their pajama uniforms. They're going to keep this close here. And they were. They were. And then quickly, man, I swear to God, the guy hit three threes uh, in in pretty quick succession there in the fourth quarter. And the game just, like, blew open. And then the uh, Knicks easily covered. So they ran they, out of gas. That's, that's yeah, you guys, that, right. you guys were right. The Rocket ran out of gas. Make it yep. electric. <laughs> uh, so that's a tough loss for me. <laughs> Don't those do shorts look, like, gigantic? I feel yeah. like the shorts look humongous because they got, like, the double stripes on the side plus the stripes on the front. A lot of stripes. Like a Th- These jerseys tent. make these guys look wider. Totally. They really do. They, they're not slimming, uh, these stripes. Um, that's surprising, though, because isn't aren't vertical stripes supposed to be slimming? I thought so, too, but they don't. They, they, no. they These guys look all bigger to me. They wider. look huge, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is a, a bad loss for your boy Skeetsy here uh, because I am down three games now in the month of December. I'm, I am I am looking at adding to my pick em payoff uh, losses that I need to uh, obviously deliver on. It's going to be four here in a second. I'm still at three. But anyway, I'm three and nine. Tass and Lee are six and six and Trey and ten and two. I'm, I'm still officially in this. I can do this. What's our game tonight, Tess? I think it's a nine-game night tonight in the NBA. And one game, uh, which we all wonder who is going to play in this basketball game, is right. uh, the Los Angeles Lakers visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have started to feel better because they went on the road, won some basketball games. But at home, they're on a bit of a losing streak. So will they come home and beat this Lakers team that has a bunch of guys in the health and safety protocols, including Russell Westbrook? and others, um, but the big two, LeBron and Anthony Davis should be playing, but yeah, the Westbrook and the depth of this Lakers, including Avery Bradley, Talon Horton-Tucker, <sighs> gave a couple of us pause when we made our picks. Skeets and Lee are taking the Wolves at home while me and Trey believe in this Lakers team to win. I didn't mention the line. It's basically a coin flip. The Wolves are one and a half point favorites at home against this Lakers team, which if you're watching lines, if you're a line watcher, this thing's got to be fluctuating. Like every line in yeah. the NBA, it's got to be fluctuating minute to minute with players being in, inserted in and out of the lines. But yeah, I think it, I think it's safe to say that other than Westbrook, the main guys will be playing tonight. <laughs> as of right now, as, as of, right of recording now, yeah, this podcast, knows? yeah. But like you said, who the heck knows who's going to be actually playing in this game? Who the heck knows if this game is even played the way we're That's going fair. here? Uh, in the league. All right. Well, good luck to everybody, especially me, because I need it more. Uh, let's wrap up this drop podcast with a little rapid fire fun. Guys, I got the questions this week. You guys got the answers. First one helped out from Eric in Salt Lake City. Hey, no dunks. A couple weeks ago, golfer Tony Finau. Is that how you say it? Fino? Finau? Fino, uh, I think. Fino? Yeah. Yes. Apologies to the Tony heads out there. I am not up on my. <laughs> my Tony head. My Tony head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, his regular caddy. Couldn't make the tournament. So longtime friend, billionaire jazz owner, Ryan Smith, 
he caddied for him. So the question is, again from Eric, when was a time you were way overqualified for something, but you did it just for fun? Tess. Well, I saw an ad uh, that basically was asking for participants, and uh, it read, do you drink alcohol? Can you use a computer? <laughs> check, check. <laughs> I'm in there. Uh, so it was an experiment basically uh, testing the effects of alcohol on cognitive abilities. So you'd oh. sit at, I sat at a computer, and I was drinking this concoction. It was bright green. I think it was Mountain Dew and something else. Not sure why this was the concoction, but yeah, as I as I got drunker and drunker, which I am overqualified for, I uh, uh, yeah, basically they test your cognitive abilities and whether or not it slows down your motor skills or or whatever. It was at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto, oh. and uh, yeah, I think I did really well. I'm pretty sure I aced that thing. Uh, I think it was like 60 minutes or so, and uh, yeah, yeah, aced it. Who, kn- who, who knows if you were actually drinking alcohol? You may have been the uh, uh, what's the, the word? Placebo, the mm. guinea yeah. pig kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, Bla- what am I? Tr- There's a word for it. Control group, Control. placebo, yeah, placebo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so you were just drinking Mountain Dew, <laughs> getting worse and worse. <laughs> like, oh, I can't even press this button. <laughs> Sir, that's just Mountain Dew. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink a lot of sugar. Uh, all right, Trey, what's your answer? Yeah, I had a tough time answering this one. Don't often feel overqualified for things. You know, we do a basketball podcast. I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned. None of us ever played in the NBA. But, uh, I mean, my first job... I was drawing blood. You don't need a health sciences degree to draw blood, but you get that real world sticking experience. The only other thing I could think of, uh, we used to do a lot of ad reads for Sunday Scaries. I've progressed past Sunday Scaries. I knew all about the benefits of CBD before they even told us. <laughs> That's a good one. You're Not just Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> JD, what do you got? Uh, what am I way overqualified for? It's having sex with my wife. Um, you know. <laughs> very just, good at it. Just really, really had a lot of experience. Very good at it. Um, but I still I still do it for fun. For, like, just okay, for fun. Good. Yeah. Cool. Good for you. Stay at it. Our <laughs> next question <Thank> here. <laughs> Keep it up. I was not expecting that answer, but good for you. Uh, last week, former Lakers guard Andre Ingram... He racked up some significant cash winnings on Wheel of Fortune. Ingram was a guest on Friday's Disney Secret Santa edition of the show, where he proved to be quite the natural at guessing word clues. He failed to solve the game's final puzzle, but he still walked away with over $30,000. Pretty pretty good stuff here from uh, Andre Ingram. You might remember him. Remember, he's the, he's the longtime G League guy, and he had that like special moment TNT game where he was called up to the Lakers. And, but he like did he hit six threes in that game or something? Something. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who's the crazy story? He played two games, and that first game he yeah. was scorching. Four and for five from three, nineteen points in his first game. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still in the G League. Like he currently he? still wow, plays. Really? Right? I think so. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, all these reports were saying. Um, but anyway, the question off of this. Which I'm like 95% sure I've asked you guys before, but hey, who cares? Let's run with it. Uh, what game show would you love to appear on? Taz. I'm going to stick with Wheel of Fortune because I've got a theory uh, in that they totally control who wins. 
because they speed up the wheel or they slow it down depending Ooh. on who they want to win. Oh, and I'm going to put wow. that theory to the ultimate test because I think it's all about personality. I think they, they, they generally want somebody who's exuberant and just bringing it. So I'm going to be extremely exuberant, bring all the personality, and then when I spin the wheel, I'm barely going to put any force into it. I'm just going to touch it and see how mm. fast they speed that thing up to get to a number. <laughs> it has yeah, to go around once. has yeah, to go around yeah, once. Yeah. 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 So I th but I'm going to barely do it. Yeah, I guess, I guess that kind of kills me. But, or else I can whip it whip it and see them slow it down because oh, okay. they're going to want they're going to want me to win but uh, I also just want to feel the weight of that wheel. Yeah. How hard is it? <laughs> I would love to feel the weight of the uh, price, uh, is price is right. Price is right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot heavier looking though. Haven't we seen that in Where did I see that reason? I thought I saw it in the reason at the doldrums of a, an arena or something and it was just there as like set this uh, set really? piece. Really? Oh. Somebody what am I? Anyways, move on. <laughs> okay, so you're going on Wheel of Fortune. You're like Andre Ingram. What about you, Trey? I would love to be on the starters trick or tweet as a contestant, <laughs> getting candy whipped at me. No, uh, for price, price is right for me because there's like so many fun parts of it. Even if you don't make it into the actual part of the show, like running down from the audience, that would be awesome. Getting your shirt all made up beforehand, then you get to go through whatever game they're at. If you win that, you go to another game, then you get to whip that wheel. I don't know yeah. if they have records for like how many times it's spun around, <laughs> but I would fucking wreck that thing. <laughs> go as hard as possible and stand back and just watch it for like three minutes straight. They're like, nobody's spun it this many times before. I don't even care if I lose at that point. I just want to be known as the wheel guy. <laughs> there's, there's an advanced stats guy for Wheel of Fortune. They're like, it's going for a sixth time! No way! Well, there's a there's a theory that there's somebody just standing behind the wheel too, like tasked with his Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> wheel, just stopping it when he wants and moving it a little bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, JD, what, what what game are you going on? Oh, Jeopardy! But during Kids Week, because <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I, I I destroy on Kids Week. Um, and I and I want to play against kids as well, just to dunk on them, you know. Like <laughs> this guy knows everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah either that or the high school version. I think the high school version is maybe a little better for me because the kids version. I think they have a lot of like questions geared to kids, like pop culture for them. Yeah, high school, I can. Yeah, yeah, I'd be totally screwed. But high school, I've got two kids, the two teenagers, so I'm sort of, I'm, I'm with, with it when it comes to memes and stuff. So, I think, uh, I think I do okay on high school. But uh, yeah, I would just think it would be <laughs> hilarious me standing there next to children, uh, answering <laughs> trivia questions. <laughs> JD <Great>. again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun JD visual. Was first, would your would your uh, little story time that you get be uh, about oh, you having yeah. great sex? Oh yeah, <laughs> has to be. has to. Be. <laughs> uh, okay, final one. This one from Brandon. You guys are really helping out with the rapid fires this week. Hi, hi, Brandon. Whenever I get through my downloaded podcasts of No Dunks. A beach stepping episode from May 26th automatically starts playing. It's very <laughs> weird. So Brandon's question. What's one old thing that just keeps re-entering your life unexpectedly? Tass. Okay, this is a tiny bit of a forced answer, although I thought it was a good one. But uh, for those who don't know, The Uninitiated, in 2011, we did uh, multiple shows throughout the U.S., 
was called the No Season Required Tour because there was no season at the time. So we went around. We went to Oklahoma City and we did that show in that small T-shirt shop. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think about right. our our trip to Oklahoma City. I never think about the show. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. I think about, yeah, it was, it was a quiet one. I, mean, I do remember a, a cool retro package Mountain Dew. Here comes Mountain Dew again. Uh, I remember that at the t-shirt shop. I don't remember much about that show, but when I think of OKC, I think about the tumbleweed we literally saw when we yep. were driving. Yep. I think about our friend uh, giving us a ride. Melvin, thank you, Melvin. Yep. Uh, wasn't going to name him, but yeah, it was Melvin, all right. And he uh, gave us a ride. Royce and Young gave us a ride as well. Of course, Royce gave yeah. us a young. I think we went to Carrie. Buffalo Wild Wings. Carrie was there. Was, I think so. That was good. Um, so that small t-shirt shop, it's called Shop Good OKC. For, I had forgotten about that, really. Yeah. And then I was on the Slam and Jam podcast on The Athletic. Great podcast with Andrew Schleck. And he reminded me uh, about that show and that he was at that show. Was he? Uh, yes. Wow. Yes. I did not know yes, that. Yes. Yes. And then. <laughs> was he like did... 40 years old? Oh my God. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You were on. You were participating. You were, you were actually participating on the kids' version of Jeopardy because you were a teenager back then. No, that's a bad, bad joke. Uh, anyways, so Schleck brought that up. And then yesterday. He went to a Alex <laughs> Alexei Kokoshevsky <laughs> autograph. He went yep. to an autograph signing, and he, he uh, so Schleck showed photos of this shop that he was in. I thought, is that the shop again? Wow. Is it re-entering my life again? Now I said it was a bit of a forced answer because it wasn't a uh, shop, but it really oh, it wasn't. <laughs> it really looked like it. It really looked like shop. Go- Shop good OKC. Okay, hey. I, I, uh, I thought that's that what name? it was called. I thought he said that's what the name was in the in the Poku thing. Yeah, I saw that, that tweet too. But yeah, because yeah, that's not the name of the, where we did the show. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, what you've I'm got combining both. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Mm. What was the name of the shop we did the show? That's oh, a toughie. I, I got no clue. Mm. Oh, no, nothing. No. Okay. It would have been pretty amazing for a t-shirt shop to be around a decade later. Yeah. No, it's still there. It is still there. Oh wow! Wow, well that's great. Yeah, that's I'm good. Happy to hear so that. we can go back and do a show there. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 <laughs> fascinating answer, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, We're almost there. He's uh, and and there's a, a you know a Skeets tie in there. You, know, you look a little like Pokashevsky there. Yeah. He was there. If you squint, you know. And and Schleck said he was looking very Skeetsy. So. Oh, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Skinnier. I, uh, Trey, Trey, wait, gee, I can't remember the question at this point. Uh, what one old thing keeps re-entering your life unexpectedly? Well, just like Trick or Tweet always came back every October 31st, once it turns to December, JD, I'm sure you get this too. People start sliding in your DMs. People start tweeting at you. Have you seen these beard ornaments? <laughs> yeah. I've seen the beard ornaments. So I took a picture because I have the beard ornaments. Here's me wearing the beard ornaments. Hilarious. I've seen them. Uh, They've been around for 10 years now. Lots of people have beards. They're around. I've never seen them in the wild. You know, like just <laughs> no, you know, just online. Yeah, just for at real. The mall. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, or even like if you go to like 
like a bar where there's a Christmas uh, theme. Like there's a Christmas theme bar. Yeah. I've I've never seen a bearded person with those. Like a on. bartender, you think maybe working there something, or something you would it. think, yeah. right? But yeah, they. I just I don't think they ever caught on. So. <laughs> Oh, just well. the ultimate nope. like sort of gag gift that yeah. people buy for someone with a beard, and then they open it, they have a good larf, maybe throw one in, take a pick, and put them away till next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. All right, that's a good one. Uh, and JD, take us home. What yeah, you so uh, you guys know we've moved to Atlanta, and I've moved I think four times since we've been here. Um, and then now we're setting up uh, a classic factory. So there's boxes of stuff that we've just been moving around that sort of never ha- get half unpacked. But there's one thing that keeps popping up, and it's this <laughs> fucking Fraggle Rock complete first season on DVD that my wife refuses to throw away. Like, or not throw away, but just, you know, donate it to some kid. Donate, like, my yeah. kids aren't watching it. I mean, they loved it as kids, but, you know, it's just, and it's a regular DVD. We don't even have a DVD player. Like, yeah, there, there's no purpose to have this, but she will not throw it away. And there's a bunch of stuff, but this is just the one, like, why? It's, it's on... It is the one of the the few kids shows that's kind of hard to find streaming. It's on Apple TV Plus for some reason, which we have, by the way. We could watch it there if we really wanted to watch <laughs> Fraggle Rock. But, you know, Jackson's in the other room now watching uh, uh, Marvel movies right now. Like, right. he's not watching Fraggle Rock. They're not coming back, so... Anyways, I was gonna say I take that off your hands, JD. But when you set DVD, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I think That's it's because it's a season, right? That to me is always the obstacle. Like yeah. I will get rid of every single DVD, like every individual uh, in boiler room for whatever reason. I had boiler room. I'll get rid of that DVD. But you put like six of them in a single package. You're like. Oh. Don't know if we'll ever be able to find this again. Sure, right. it's online, and you could watch it immediately, and you haven't chose to in over a decade, but they're all together. They're all right. together. They might not be all together anymore. I don't know what it is. It's just such a bigger obstacle when it's a full season. Man, I would have taken Boiler Room. <laughs> that's, that's Vin's breakout. That's probably why you had it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, Boiler Room is good. Uh, is it on streaming? If it's not on streaming, I'm really going to reg- regret that one. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, very Lee Ellis of me, but you bringing up Fraggle Rock reminded me that I have this side-by-side photo here that I'll share to everybody on the stream <laughs> team. Um, <laughs> uh, that I, I believe on the right is like, those were like the big old, yeah. like they weren't monsters, but they were almost like sort of the enemies, I guess, of the of the Fraggle Rock crew, right? I don't even know what they're called. I think, so. I think his name was Junior, but... Mm. Uh, and then... Um, uh, who are we looking at here on the left of the Nugget of Fame? Yeah, Mozgov. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name for a second. Uh, I always just saw a similarity between Mozgov and Junior from Fraggle Rock. So there's a photo. Oh, hundred percent. I can see that. You see it? If he yeah, grows it. like what, like a beard, like a, just a chin beard. I think he and yeah. grows hair out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's why Jack King and the stream team is saying Fraggle Rock is creepy, bro. Yeah, I, agree. I, used to, <laughs> I used to love it, but it gave me the heebie-jeebies as a kid, too. I agree with that. But it's great. I lo- and uh, what, were the, what were they called? Dozers? Were the little guys building a... I think you're yeah, right. I think the, it was They were like dozers. little dudes like building little yeah. buildings and stuff underground. Dozers, I think. Yeah. Can I borrow that Fraggle Rock? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. Thank you. 
Rachel's out of town. She can't do anything about it. It's <laughs> gonna come over and demand it back from me when she gets back. Uh, uh, a great, oh, a great comment from sure. Sarah Gray. In a roundabout way, JD's answer was still my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And you can hear with the, uh, the disgust in your voice right now. Like, it was my wife. <laughs> Guys, that's rapid fire. That's another drop podcast. Always gets a little zany at the end of the week, doesn't it? Ah, it's part mm-hmm. of its charm. Email your NBA questions into nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Grab yourself some No Dunks merch. Go to nodunks.com for that. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. We will be back on Monday with NBA weekend winners and losers. TK, I know you are headed to the north tundra of Illinois. <laughs> the north tundra of Illinois. Uh, yeah, you're headed home for the holidays. Right. What, tomorrow you're driving home? 6 a.m. leave. Whoa, wow. Departure Whoa. time. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Straight shot, one bang, 14 hours, what are we doing? 13 hours, 12 hours, what are we looking at? I mean, 12 if we're not stopping a lot. Loaded up boiler room for the girls on their iPads. <laughs> <laughs> Should be good to go. All right. Well, we'll drive safe. And uh, we will be, uh, hopefully, of course, checking in with you next week from remote location. We might be dipping into the classic factory mm. next week as well, too. So you're going to want to join us on YouTube. Uh, but thank you to everybody that's subscribed. Keep sharing the show. And uh, we love the pod squad as well. All right, guys, have a fun and safe weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And good gourd. Go have yourselves a great weekend. Praise the weekend, people.